Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. And I'm the super duper paratrooper named Pete. Awesome. I don't know what that is. I just wanted something superhero themed. Uh Uh-huh. So now you're a paratrooper. I think that's more military than superhero, but whatever. Maybe. So what are we going to be talking about today, Pete? Ah, we're going to have a chat about superhero movies at some point. (laughs) This sounds fun. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about what we've been up to for the last week. So Dee, what's new with you? Uh, I would like to talk about a little experience I had filming for a documentary, actually. Um, So a friend of ours is in the documentary graduate program at Ryerson uh, University. And I just noticed on her Facebook feed, go social media, that she had a friend um, filming a documentary about people with uh, or who identify as having a mixed background. Um, And I definitely identify with having a mixed background. Um, One of my parents is of English-Scottish descent and the other one is of Japanese descent. So this description in this documentary really, really caught my eye. So I went down this week um, to do a little interview uh, with her for this documentary. So what I know about you is you do tend to uh, identify yourself more as half Japanese. And I always found this very fascinating. It's not like you're half this and half that. You always say, I am half Japanese. Mm-hmm. Almost as if uh, the Irish, Scottish is just a default and it doesn't really hold any value. And I always find that very interesting. I'm trying to adjust that now. Okay. I'm trying to give them equal value because that is a very important point. Yeah. And there's a certain part of me, the English Scottish side, that uh, is really important to my upbringing and to my history. Yeah. Um, and I spend a lot of time with that family. Um, so I am going to try and give them equal balance. But now that you bring that up, your background, I, I think I see why I like you so much because I like both of those histories. Yeah. Because. Fantastic. <laughs> I am definitely really into a lot of Japanese culture, more so than even you are, um, as far as like the video, uh, manga, and video games. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I don't know if you're done with your point, but one of the things we partook in this week was St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. and that's some good fun too. That's Irish. I don't know if I have Irish. I think it's English and Scottish. Oh. Yeah. But... No, the Irish used to be part of part of England. You know, the Scottish so. are going to get so mad at me now for saying that. <laughs> They're supposed to be separate. Um, I did want to add, just mm-hmm. to finish up my point about this interview. Um, so it was just uh, 10 minutes, kind of, of uh, this uh, the documentary filmer asking me questions about, you know, how would you describe your background? And growing up in Toronto specifically, did you ever feel like an other like this person who didn't quite belong. uh, Specifically in Toronto? Specifically in Toronto, because she filmed in other cities Mm -hmm. and had a bit of people who didn't quite feel like they belonged in that particular location where they lived. Whereas for me growing up in Toronto, it never felt like, like an other. I always felt like this was my home. This is where I grew up. It's natural and normal for me to have friends that come from very different backgrounds different religions and we all get along really well and to me that's just that was just growing up here i think that's a good point because i always wonder that like whenever i see the news and there's all this 
a conflict in the world where people are, I guess, different in some way, and they just can't find a way to get along with their differences. And I just go, what? what is the big deal? I don't understand why people are fighting all the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're taking that for granted because we come, we live in such a multicultural and, I don't know. Uh, accepting. Accepting, yeah. It's not just acceptance, though. It's, uh, it's like, That's sort of the word I'm looking for, yeah. but it's like, it's not even just accepting it. It's just like, well, that's just what goes on. It's just the normal here. And that's cool with me. And we don't even question yeah. that anything else would be what it is. But we almost embrace diversity, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Where it's almost mm-hmm. better. It's not just like we accept it. We, mm-hmm. we embrace it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's good. It's fun that you have all these different things to mm-hmm. show me. We enjoy our Carabana weekends. We enjoy our uh, Pride weekends, parades, mm-hmm. our, our Christmas parties, and mm-hmm. like anything. Yep. Our St. Patty's Days. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so that was, that was really interesting. And I'm curious to see uh, how this documentary, what it's going to look like at the end. And they're doing a big showing. I think it's June 6th and 7th. They call it like the Doc Now kind of festival. And it's all the documentaries from Ryerson. Okay, so cool. I'm really curious. I want to go down. So let's keep an eye on that. And that's something mm-hmm. we can update as we get further along in the yeah. show. It might be interesting to see. How Definitely. Goes. Mm-hmm. So right. that was my bit, of, my bit of fun that I did just on my own. Yeah. We also went out St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, that was good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where it was sort of not really planned, and I just wanted to partake in the festivities. Um, but also in not planning it, I didn't really prepare properly. and was you, weren't, not, you weren't wearing green. I was not. I forgot to wear green. <laughs> but I was wearing blue, and... Yep. We've learned. I found out that that was the original, you know, colors for the St. Patrick's Day parade and or even representing Ireland uh, before uh, the states have largely turned the St. Patrick's Day into a major thing. It's not really, it's not the same thing in Ireland. In Ireland, it's more of a religious day, much more like, let's say, our Easter mm-hmm. over here. Yes, whereas we've commercialized it, made it into a Incredibly. big drinking party. Drinking party, parades. Oh yeah, we have a cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a huge, it's a huge marketing day. It's a giant uh, money making day for the Guinness Company, especially. Mm-hmm. Like we saw their posters all over the place. I probably had a good four pints of Guinness that night too. It was, it was good. It was a good night. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun, but we partook in. Pretty much everything you need to do on a St. Patty's Day. We had our green beer. We had uh, some live music with some all Irish folk tunes, but there are a couple mm-hmm. hidden in there, which was nice. Yep. And out with some friends having a good old time. That's all you really need. Yeah. So let's get into our topic. Excellent. I'm excited. Our topic is going to be superhero movies, and that's kind of a broad uh, statement. There's a lot of things about superhero movies. Right now, in 2016, they are kind of booming. Uh, they were booming in 2015. They actually have been booming since, I would say, the Avengers movie really mm-hmm. got them going. I know there were a lot before it, but it seemed like all the superhero movies were leading to the Avengers, especially on the Marvel side, where they would make a, an Iron Man and a Captain America and then a Hulk movie, and it was like mm-hmm. all with these uh, ending scenes with 
Sam Jackson trying to recruit the team. And it's like, we're building yes. up to this big, big movie and it's going to be something. Which, I don't know. I really liked The Avengers. Avengers was great. Yeah. So what I'm curious about is, I guess, a bit of a history. Okay. I'm really curious what your first superhero movie you've ever seen was. Um, the one that I can remember is the very first Spider-Man movie with Kirsten Dunst and... Toby. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Yes. I believe that was my very first one. And I remember going as a family and it was a very big thing. Like, you know, this is the big movie coming out. Everyone's going to see it. We're going to get tickets to go all together. We were in this packed theater and we watched Spider-Man. So it was the four of you, eh? The whole family? Yep. Well, that's kind of cute. Because mm-hmm. this is what's funny about superhero movies is they didn't really used to be a family movie affair. Mm-hmm. The first superhero movie I can remember was uh, probably Batman with Michael Keaton. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Back in 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see it in theaters. We would have saw it when it came out on VHS. And it was always interesting... What kind of movies my mom let us watch when we were young? We saw a lot of, I guess, what parents wouldn't watch now with their kids. It seems like everything's been very censored okay. for children. I mean, even like our childhood favorite movies are like Back to the Future, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, and mm-hmm. a couple others. And all those movies have a lot of swearing, a lot of violence, and even have like some love scenes or... Risque scenes, Mm -hmm. but when you're a kid, you don't really even notice those. It's not like I watched Back to the Future and I started saying, damn, damn, double damn. (laughs) We're about to see some serious S. Anyway, (laughs) uh, moving on to the Batman thing, that was actually kind of a dark movie, and it was a really interesting thing because at the time, uh, the director, they chose... uh, why oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Edward Scissorhands, Batman, Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burton? Yes. Tim Burton. Yes. Yeah, he was kind of a really interesting choice for them because Batman before that had been most equated with uh, the TV series from like the 70s or 60s. The pow, bam, yeah. that TV series. Rock'em, sock'em, doing the Bat-Tusu dance. Yeah. Adam West, very strange and very silly and campy. Mm -hmm. But this was an attempt to at least go back to, I guess, the roots of the comics. And it was going to be really dark. And and the whole movie is pretty much black. It's kind of funny if you watch it. Um, Actually, after rewatching it, it's a lot more silly than I remember. But it was interesting because comic book movies were not profitable. They were not something that were done a lot. And before that, it was considered a huge risk. But Batman was a... Huge theater release, did really well. They had some two really good actors, well, I guess three, technically, um, with Jack Nicholson, uh, uh, Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. and the technically, I guess, Kim Bassinger was a pretty big name back then, too. Okay. And it went on to spawn a sequel, mm-hmm. which also did pretty well. It was a much more campy, but uh, it was still interesting. And then it all fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did it ever go bad. What happened? I don't know what happened. They got uh they got they went full camp, I guess, after that. They uh 
think they first got Val Kilmer to be Batman, and then next they did George Clooney, and his bat suit had nipples on it. And George Clooney was Batman, eh? Yeah. Man, that, I missed that. That's a really, really bad movie, and it's got <laughs> okay. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, and he has these one-liners as Mr. Freeze. Okay. Ice to see you. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amazing. So as far as I understood in the history of superhero movies, after specifically that Batman and Robin movie, there were plans for more sequels. That kind of destroyed the industry for superhero movies again. Ouch. Um, especially in that light, silly way. And specifically for the Batman uh, franchise, boom, all movies were gone. And mm-hmm. they didn't show up again until Christopher Nolan took the reins with Batman Begins many years later. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty fascinating about that. But now... It is like everywhere. You can't you can't not go to a theater and see a superhero movie. It seems like there's a new one every month. Mm-hmm. New offerings, new options, a variety of different ones. Yeah, and there's different different venues of it too. Like yep. we, I guess Avengers would be like a fun family romp, but we also saw Deadpool recently. Mm-hmm. That was like an R-rated, not for the kids comic book movie mm-hmm. um actually a lot of parents did bring their kids to it and complained which was funny so we've heard yeah yeah a friend of mine said he was in the theater and saw some parents with their kids and they stayed through the whole movie Ooh. yeah the best uh tweet i saw online was if only there was some way these parents could know that this movie isn't appropriate for kids like- check like the R rating? The R rating? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good I th- sign. I thought that was a trick question. I'm like, but there is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, on all movies. It's just uh, it's just this prevalent thing where parents don't take any, any of the responsibility for their own problems. So my question to you mm-hmm. is given how these superhero movies are like, there's a new one every month, and some of them, actually the quality has been really good, but... Uh, I don't know, maybe that's not going to stay coming up Batman versus Superman. I don't know if that's going to be any good. Trailers mm-hmm. are sort of showing potential, but it could be terrible. Suicide Squad coming up. It's going to be another Captain America, another Avengers. It's a new mm-hmm. X-Men coming. Like there's tons this year. Do you think this is a trend that's going to keep up or are we going to oversaturate the market and boom, it's going to be gone? I think. Well, if you're calling it a trend, I generally see trends as something that, you know, comes up and there's um, some huge popularity. And then, you know, gradually we come up with another type of movie or another genre or something else that is new and original that kind of takes over for a bit. And maybe the superhero movies will come back again at another time. I mean, is there any real franchise that's been consistently like what like star wars maybe has been consistently like coming up with movies no not really like they've had breaks there was a huge break before they had the prequels yeah and then then there was a huge break after the prequels because they were a disaster too yeah they were pretty good commercially but um, for the real star wars fans they were they're a bit of an embarrassment kind of tarnished the name yeah so i feel like it is something that will come up and we'll see a lot of um 
really good movies. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it'll stall and there'll be some other movies that come out and then they'll probably come back again because, you know, we always like to see, we saw superhero movies. We'd love our kids to see them and see new renditions of them. I feel like they come back every once in a while. Yeah. It is interesting though that it seems like they're really starting to scrape sort of the bottom of the barrel. Like yeah. it's really impressive. I mean, it's cool that they made a Deadpool movie, but no one mm-hmm. know who that who that character was before. I knew a, a little bit from uh reading some Wolverine comics when I was younger, but mm-hmm. like that's not a normal name and uh on Netflix we were watching Ant-Man, which is actually a very good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Um but like who no one knows who Ant-Man was, right? So it's almost like they're they're just taking the characters. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be the whole superhero thing and it's this big popular superhero everyone's heard of. It's almost like they're just looking for interesting characters that they can make a movie about. Yeah. Well, riddle me this. That's that was on purpose. <laughs> but here's a question for you. Uh DC right now the other major comic book maker that uh, rivals Marvel Mm -hmm. is trying to obviously try to do their own version of the Avengers right now. Okay. So they've been pushing, they've been very successful with their Christopher Nolan Batmans. They tried to push uh, the new Superman with uh, Henry Cavill. You saw a bit of that with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man of Steel. Mm Mm-hmm. Next up is this Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. and apparently Wonder Woman's supposed to be in there. Okay. It's like they're slowly trying to amp up for their version of the Avengers, which is called the Justice League. Okay. Which has Superman, Batman, Aquaman, okay. Wonder Woman, and I think the Green Lantern. Okay. Now, I, don't, I wouldn't say that I'm in love with Marvel's characters, because... When we saw Avengers, I actually didn't really care about any of the characters. I knew a of. few of them. You knew I of knew them. of them, but not all of them. I didn't know the Black Widow existed. Yeah. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know who she was either. Uh-huh. But uh, those five characters in the DC, uh-huh. those names of like those superheroes, yeah. they're kind of antiquated. Like, I don't know. Mm, they need that, like a new refresh or something. and Like, like a modern, modernization. Yeah, modernization. And can anyone really forget the Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds? Like, even Ryan Reynolds can't forget. He makes how, jokes about it. How horrible that movie was. And really, is the source material good enough to mm-hmm. make a serious movie? Like, maybe they should just go full comedy with it and make it a joke, but... It's weird to me. I don't know how they're going to pull it off. Interesting. I think even just the disparity, and this is why I'm kind of curious about the movie coming out, between Batman and Superman, they Mm -hmm. just don't belong together. Yeah. Like the strength of Batman is mostly with his villains. Okay, yep. And with the setting of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Gotham Um, City. Gotham City. And it's about this darkness, and it's about this evil, and it's about... Fixing the town. Well, it's about... it's about a study of uh, mental illness, almost, where even you can argue the main character is the most insane of them all, because he's got some kind of weird complex where he thinks he's saving the city, but really he's just beating the <laughs> out of everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll mark that one. <laughs> um, so can that really work, someone who's really driven by a setting 
and the villains and mm-hmm. has no superpowers. He's got a lot of cool toys. Yep. And then you combine that with someone who is basically a god yep. who comes from an alien planet and can fly. How do you combine those two worlds together? I don't know. I mean, they managed to combine Thor into the Avengers and mm-hmm. give him a bit of, bit of a, a role. And That's of course, true. like his, it's his brother. Oh, Loki? Yeah. Yeah, Loki's his brother. Yeah. Coming from the other world. So they made that a whole story and mixed it in with the current world. So that, in the way that worked, I don't know how it's going to work with with Batman versus Superman and how they're going to integrate all of that. Because the Avengers lived in in the world. They didn't have their own city and setting. Yeah. Whereas Batman kind of does. So they could, you know, more broadly integrate the world of Thor with the world that we might be familiar with. That's a good point. Because uh, there's also, like, comparisons between Marvel and DC where you can say every Marvel hero, hero, there is a DC equivalent. Okay. And some people say that uh, Batman and Iron Man are similar characters. Okay. But they don't really have superpowers, but it's about their wealth and the, their access to technology mm-hmm. is what makes them a hero. Yeah. Um, and there are some similarities with other characters. You can check that out online on your own. But anyway, in that way, you're supporting that Avenger somehow pulled it off because you have this character, Iron Man, who is not really a superhero, but he exists well with these aliens and these mm-hmm. guy that turns green and gets huge. Yeah, he makes fun of him. He tries to poke him and egg him on. Yeah. (laughs) Bit of comic relief. So is it just that they have such a dynamic actor play the role that it's actually well done? So it just must be really good writing that's pulling it off. Writing, a good team together, acting. I just, I guess time will tell, but I can't imagine Mm -hmm. the best writers and the best director getting, well, a Ben Affleck, Batman, Uh a... Alien from another world, dressed in a bright red cape, uh-huh. and a woman in tights who has a whip that when she hits people with them, it makes them tell the truth, and she flies in an invisible airplane, and then a dude who wears a ring and can transform into anything, but it has to be green colored. I don't know how you can combine that with any kind of good writing. <laughs> and, and make it all off. work and pull, pull it, it off. off. In any kind of a serious way, I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah. Oh, I think I think the Justice Squad has a guy who shoots arrows as well. Like a bow and arrow. Yeah, just like the Avengers have that one too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So an additional. It's not um, hard to throw that person in. No. Um, it's hard to make them interesting though. That's true. I feel um, like the Avengers are trying really hard. It's like, come on. <laughs> this guy's interesting. Uh-huh. Please. He's got a whole secret life. What? yeah so on a side note Mm -hmm. we just watched iron man actually the first one on netflix that was the first time i've seen iron man i'd like to hear your impressions what do you think of it um i really liked it i think that i saw a couple of superhero movies maybe like the spider-man movies and i wasn't really thrilled with them they didn't like blow me away Mm -hmm. um not necessarily because they were bad it's just you know not really my type of movie so i've always been a little bit apprehensive about superhero movies 
Um, my faith is starting to change because I've seen uh, the Batman movies, the recent ones, mm-hmm. um, Avengers, which I really enjoyed, a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Um, so I think that's why maybe I hesitated with watching Iron Man on my own at any period of time when it's I strange. could have. Why would you be so resilient? Like, you love Robert Downey Jr. You, we love the Sherlock I do, Holmes movies. But that's more recent, too. Okay. That's around, yeah, Sherlock Holmes, Avengers. Mm-hmm. It was really you kind of being like, no, this guy's awesome, and showing me movie after movie. I'm like, oh, he's really good. Mm-hmm. And I just never went back and watched those Iron Man movies. I don't know. I had other things that I wanted to watch. Well, so I, didn't, then, I didn't see the Iron Man movies either until uh, maybe just before the Avengers. It was on, they were on Netflix. I remember they were putting all the superhero movies on just before the release of Avengers, which mm-hmm. I thought was really smart. So, like, if you have a subscription, you can yep. start to get to know who these characters are. Brush and up. I, on and I did watch uh, the first Iron Man, and I think I watched Captain America and possibly Thor. Okay. Some people like Thor, and I, I don't. I think that movie is ridiculous. I couldn't get over how ridiculous the costumes were and the giant horns and stuff. Again, it's another thing where the material, what can you do with it? Mm-hmm. Um, some people think it's really well done, but I, I don't know. I, I couldn't get into it. But regardless so, of that. Yep, we watched Iron Man. I really liked it. You really liked it. Um, of course, Robert Downey Jr. is awesome in it. I enjoyed his part. Um I was impressed that I heard that most of the movie, the writing wasn't finished when they started filming it, mm-hmm. and almost all of the movie was uh, improvised. Improvised, and I believe it based on some of the jokes. Yep, they almost seem like they're just kind of goofing off. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. it really worked. Mm-hmm. So they did again another bit of, uh, well, let's just try this and hope for the best. It was a pretty low budget movie too, even okay. though the effects looked amazing in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just really worked out. And after seeing it again with you this week, I was like, oh, this is, this is a good movie and it's held up very mm-hmm. well. I don't know if the sequels have as well, but we can look into them if you're still interested. But that first one was great. And, uh, it was really interesting, uh, the, uh, setting cause it, I think it was 2008 it came out. Do you remember the year? Um, yeah, that sounds familiar. Regardless, it was like it would have been right in the heat of like Bush administration, war times in the U.S. Right? Um, it was just the end of the Bush administration. Oh, so it's when we've all decided we don't like him, I guess. Uh, possibly after he started the war and everything. Okay. Either way, that's a pretty yeah. hot topic. Yep. That in a movie that is supposed to be like a popcorn movie, just good fun with the family mm-hmm. and you don't think too hard. It was pretty neat that they took on a direct sort of, hey, let's think about what happens with war. Yeah. What happens with building weapons yep. and uh, how that can, you know, mean that your enemy has bigger weapons and then you have to build bigger weapons to beat your enemy's other weapons mm-hmm. and then you sell that and it just goes into a vicious cycle of violence yep. and how horrible that is. Mm-hmm. It was a good thinker and it was fun. It was a good thinker and it was fun. I feel like that's, you know, the the superhero movies that I've enjoyed, they've had their moments of comic relief yep. and they've also had their moments of serious thought and things to think about while you're watching them. Yeah, absolutely. So, Although, yeah, so a lot of our examples we gave today, what, what in Avengers made you seriously think about anything other than I want some shawarma? 
Um, <laughs> nice. Um, I don't know. Just thinking about, um, you know, he had that unlimited source of power. That's completely renewable, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, to develop. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's going to use it to develop energy. Yep. And just the thought of, you know, this is our one world. We've got to take care of it or someone's going to, you know, someone can come by on and completely destroy it. That's There's true. a few small themes. And there was also a lot about, um, I know, discussion later on about the Black Widow and her role. Mm-hmm. And some people being like, well, what, what's her superpower? Just like outsmarting other people. Mm-hmm. But she had moments in that movie where she was really kicking butt. Oh, yeah. No, it was good. I like that she held her own. Yeah, so she held her own. With the I boys. Mean, yeah. I mean, yes, her physical appearance was noticeable. Yeah, but same with the dudes. Yeah. Every single superhero movie has been the fun thing also. Yeah. Every single superhero we've been watching to get ready for this podcast, there's at least one scene in which the guy must have his shirt off uh-huh. to show his six-pack. Yeah. It is a requirement. Just how much work it took to get this. Yeah. <laughs> Which, awesome. by the way, is just a diet of lean chicken breasts and exercise all the time. Yeah, that's, well, that's what I saw for Chris Pratt, Guardian of the Galaxy. He was talking about it. Um, I think Mr. Hugh Jackman mentioned it a lot. Okay. Uh, for his, always his roles in Wolverine and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Captain America. Other Chris mentioned it a lot. Chris Evans. Yeah. All right. So last thing on this. Do you have a favorite? Ooh. So far. Good question. Um, wow. Okay. Gonna I don't think I do that. either. So. Yeah. Um, no, I really enjoyed, really enjoyed Avengers. Lots of fun. Lots of good characters. Um also really enjoyed um, Heath Ledger in the second Batman movie. Yeah, The Dark Knight. I really like watching that just to watch his his acting. Mm-hmm. Well, that was one that was much more of a thinker and much more of a well-directed, interesting character dissection movie. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there was much humor in it. Not that I remember. Is there jokes that in that one? one? There might be a couple no, with Michael Caine or yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was definitely more more dark. Yeah, and that yeah, goes back sure. to what I was saying again about Batman. The mm. Batman series has never been mm-hmm. about Batman. It's always the villains. They're the real stars of that yeah. series. So that's another reason why just throwing and Batman was... in with a bunch of other dudes in tights. I don't think that's gonna make a good movie. It's really about mm-hmm. his villains, and uh, the Dark Knight certainly showed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I'd have to say. Hmm. I'm trying to think really hard. Well, the other one I want to point out, and I think a lot of people forgot about it, is I really enjoyed Days of Future Past, the last X-Men movie. Oh, yes. In which... uh, That was really good as well. Travel back in time and Mm -hmm. Wolverine in the 70s. Yeah. A lot um, of fun parts. Magneto. Yeah. And Xavier. Yeah. So that movie was kind of... Like uh, what I'm thinking with the Justice League, it was the kind of movie that it shouldn't have worked out because Days of Future Past was going to be overly complicated. There were too many characters. They were introducing characters from the old movies and characters from the new movies and having both versions of them in like three different timelines. Like everything on paper, that sounds like a disaster. (laughs) I'm really surprised that it worked out to be a fun 
yeah, uh, fun movie well. with uh, a lot of nods to old content as well as introducing some new characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's really special to me because when I was young, I had a lot of Wolverine comics. Mm-hmm. I was always really into it. He was uh, a really interesting character to me. Um, I love, again, that he, he introduced me to a lot of Japanese culture. He spends a lot of time there. He's trying to become a samurai. Uh, he's all about honor, even though he's basically a killing animal. Yeah. With uh, in- instincts and rage. Mm-hmm. But he was always about becoming a better man. Very interesting character. Um, I remember when the X-Men movies came out. That was so exciting to me. Like the first X-Men. It's really funny watching them now, seeing how different Hugh Jackman used to look. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. He obviously worked out for the role, but if you compare there Hugh was Jackman, working out. And Hugh Jackman was working out. <laughs> yeah, now it's just horrible what they probably do to get that body, man. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I could yammer on forever about this topic. Uh, comics are kind of important to me. They were a big thing for me in my childhood. I used to make my own. So I, of course, read a lot of other people's works to sort of learn how mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they've made their way to movies now. And they seem to be the hit thing. How long that'll last? Who knows? And maybe they'll die off for a bit and then they'll come back again. Yeah. As long and as they can... keep making good ones. Yeah, we can do this comparison all over again. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really worried that we're going to have another <laughs> Batman and Robin soon. A really, really terrible movie. Although Green Lantern was kind of like that, and that didn't destroy the industry. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Have faith. Have faith. So I think we'll wrap it up there. Alrighty. Sounds about right. Uh, So a few things that we want to tell you about. If you have any questions, comments, topics you want us to talk about, uh, you can send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, To subscribe to this podcast and listen to our previous episodes, you can head to our website, ordinaryday.ca. And uh, lastly, we'd like to shout out, send send a shout out to Field Processor uh, for our intro and outro music. And you can check them out at fieldprocessor.com. Absolutely. So until next time, take take one one more for the the road. road.